Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Stefania Di Bartolomeo, founder and CEO of Physis Investments. Physis Investments is a ESG and impact investing platform for reporting sustainability amongst companies. And with that, here's my interview with Stefania. Stefania, thank you so much for taking the time today. Hello, I'm so excited to be here today. Well, you're home and we're just doing this remote, so you shouldn't be that excited, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Stefania Di Bartolomeo of Physis Investments. Tell us about Physis Investments. So what people know about the impact their money is making on the planet when they start investing, not much, right? This is where we came in. We help people understand the impact of their investment since the day of the first investment. How many jobs they have created how much water or plastic they have recycled by investing in the companies they have invested in, how many women went hired, how many women made it to management position or to executive position, or what type of products the company they have invested in have created to make this world a better place. This and many more questions like this are answered by the FISIS platform. So we have built a platform to flip the narrative of portfolios to create a detailed analysis of what you can do once you start investing, especially if you are a sustainable-minded investor. Excellent. So let's talk about, how, before we talk about how you do that, let's talk about the journey. So what was the genesis of physics Investments? I want to start really when I was in college and I was studying portfolio management. And I started feeling disconnected from all the classical investment theories because they had one goal in mind. To make more money. And I felt the need to add extra factors to just the financial performance of every investment. I have been a tree hugger since I can remember. So to me, it was natural that I wanted to include extra financial criteria and analysis in portfolio management. Back then, there was no concept of ESG or, or impact investing. Some people were doing what it's called ethical investment. So I decided that that was the field I want to grow in. That was exactly what I wanted, what I wanted to specialize in. And this passion of mine led me to become one of the first impact investing fund manager in Europe. And um, after growing my fund from 16 million to 100 million in a couple of years, the, qu- the question that most of my clients were asking was, all right, Stefania, you say you're building a sustainable or an impact portfolio. So how can you prove to me the impact that you are helping me make with this investment? You know, this was a simple question. And yet, regardless of all the studies and the methodologies and data I had, I could not provide a simple answer. That's when I realized that the next big question for people that wanted to invest sustainably, so they wanted to invest to respect and protect the planet, was not, hey, can you help me build a sustainable investment? But it was going to be, can you prove the impact of this investment? And uh, I decided to leave the company I worked for, a disaster management company in Europe. And I came back to Harvard to start FISIS Investment to really answer this next big question, help people measure the impact of their money on the planet. Sis, okay, I keep on calling you FISIS, but we'll make sure that's FISIS. All right, so. FISIS but you're from- right, Jason. You're actually right. I am right. I am doing right. 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 So uh, FISIS is the real initial term. So FISIS means, is an ancient an Greek word and means everything that's alive on earth. It comes from the same root of physics. Physics is the law of nature. So thesis from ancient Greek is everything that's alive. So thesis investment, it's reinforcing in our mission, the concept of investing by respecting everything that's alive. 
but what happened that most of American people didn't know how to pronounce. And so from feces, it became feces. And but you you said it right. It's originally it's feces. But can I say it's the European background that does its stuff. Anyway, so the real question, the first question I have for you is how did you solve this problem? Because we know what the problem is. How do you actually measure impact? How are you actually measuring impact and bringing that into one platform? Well, it took us um, a couple of years to develop the final solution, but this is how we do it. So we start by collecting information that companies in, uh, publish on their sustainability report, on their corporate website. But we also collect information from different data sources that might have already started analyzing companies like company controversial activities. Definitely companies do not provide those information, their own disclosure. We have automated this data collection for over 10,000 companies worldwide. Then we process data quality check with in-house algorithms that assess the the company uh, over six years of historical data and by peer valuation. This means that if we take the CO2 emission of one company, we evaluate the CO2 emission based on six, six years of historical data we compare this by their level of production or revenue. And then we evaluate how well they're doing compared to a peer analysis. So I will never compare Adidas uh, with Bank of America, but we'll definitely compare Adidas CO2 emission uh, with Nike. And then finally, we provide a cumulative calculation based on every single portfolio since the day of the first investment. Let's see if probably, Jason, you have a invested in an ETF. And maybe let's say that a friend of yours has invested in the same ETF, but he started investing in this ETF five years ago, while your friend has started three years ago. The impact you generated is different than what he did. And even the amount of money that you have invested might have been different. So we are able to calculate the cumulative investment impact since the day of the first investment for every portfolio for over 355,000 funds. Wow. So that, that is a very different approach than I've seen taken elsewhere because, I mean, the scoring methodologies exist. People have those, right? But this entire kind of tracking the history of your actual net contribution to basically the impact you made, that's new. I haven't seen anyone do that. That's, uh, I think that's rather novel and actually quite interesting. So, I mean, like how much minutiae are you able to dig into here? Like, am I able to, are you able to basically say, okay, you've held this for five years and therefore you've reduced carbon emissions by X amount versus kind of the standard benchmark? Or how does that look? Yes, exactly. You touch on a point that it's really important to me. While everyone else in the sustainable space is providing ESG scores, saying that Nike has a score of 90 out of 100 and Adidas has a score of 70 out of 100, we deep dive into the meaning of that score and the data behind that score. So with the FISIS platform, we are able to tell you information like the amount of water used by the company in your portfolio or the amount of water recycled or for example, you want to know how many people, this might be a negative indicator, but how many people got injured at a company facility, we're able to tell you that. So we really deep dive into every aspect of companies and, and then therefore of every portfolio at a way that's more of raw data and real impact. Well, See, I always fine. say there is so much to know about what really happens to your money once you start investing. And no one has ever told you that story. Like how, how you're contributing to make all of the companies out there a better sustainable companies and you don't even know just by investing in them. We can tell you all of this information. 
fascinating. I mean, I know many companies have their, you know, their their governance reports they put out and say, okay, you know, this is how we voted in favor of X, Y, or Z. But I mean, you know, measuring how a manager or measuring how an index or whatever it is you're using to execute on this, how it's doing, not just beyond the current score of like, hey, it scores whatever, 96% in terms of how clean it is compared to everything else, but actually the what you just drilled down to, water usage, labor issues, carbon emissions, like being able to measure the cumulative impact of that over time and how I've taken measure that you can track when it starts to deviate. So like if the if the index of the underlying portfolio starts to take a, you know, call it a dirtier turn, I would see that point in time when it actually does change. Yes, exactly. You're able to see that and that you're also able to see how this portfolio is doing compared to a benchmark. So you will see the portfolio, I don't know, level of emission versus the benchmark. And you can see how this has also improved over time or as improved based on specific investment decision that you have made over time or the financial advisor has made over time. Yes. But we can go also as granular as really going uh, deep down in saying, if you have invested in Apple and Apple is producing the new iPhone, well, the new iPhone has over 40% of recycled materials or you are investing in Nike, I mentioned before. Well, you know, Nike owns Converse. And that Converse, every single pair of Converse is made with 11 plastic bottles recycled, recycled from the ocean. So you have a clear, tangible experience now with what really is going on with your money, right? Because before, since investing was born, everything that an investor will know were financial metrics, alpha, beta, sortino, ratio, right? But now we have the opportunity to tell the whole story. And this is what we do at Faces. You know, Jason, when I started doing sustainable investing, the data were not available. So I could not have built FISIS 10 years ago, but neither five years ago. But now we have the right technology and the right data available there to make sure that people have this immersive and tangible investment experience. So talk about the challenges of gathering that data. Like, I mean, before it just wasn't reported. Now it's being reported. But I got to think this comes in lots of different formats. It's not necessarily I can go to a standard provider of data and plug an AP into an API and get everything you're talking about here. So like, where are you sourcing or how are you sourcing all of this? Well, the experience you just mentioned is actually the experience that we can offer to our clients. Because all they well, have you to have do... it. <laughs> you yeah, have yeah, it now. Yeah. So this but is what we, we, we carry the... <laughs> <laughs> we carry the, the hard work on our shoulders, but we make it just as easy, as you mentioned, for our clients to have access to this really robust and uh, quality data. All they have to do is to type a security on our platform and uh, hit and run and have all the information they want. But yeah, the work is on, all on, on us. And uh, we're proud and happy of uh, being worked so hard on making sure that the user experience was easy for the client. But for us, it was hard, especially in the beginning, because every single company reports information in a different way. And not all companies report all the information. I can say a couple of things. First, the level of disclosure has improved incredibly over the last three years. All right. Huge, huge disclosure, good level of disclosure for companies, especially big cap companies, but it's improving also for small cap. So that's the first thing. The second thing is most of companies are starting to report according to specific sustainable reporting framework, like the GRI, Global Reporting Initiative. That's really helpful for us, but this is not enough. So even if we, we have built a system to collect all this information from companies, we still have to do a data quality check, which is what I described before. We have built a system that automatically 
review the data of every single company. We process 56 million data points. So it's quite a big number of data points, but they are all categorized. And for every single data point, we have built a specific data quality check system. Excellent. So, I mean, geez, all right. So that's, so you're not just a platform, you're a data provider as well at the same time. That's got to be it's a good position to be in. I mean, you're aggregating all that stuff in one place in a functional historical context, which again, I think is a little bit more unique to what I've seen. So, okay, fair enough. Let's talk about the use cases and what, how the users are, are looking at this. So talk to me about the feedback you've gotten from advisors and how it's changing their relationship with their clients in the space. Thank you. I always love to tell the experience of our clients. So the first thing, when we pitch the company, they, they have an excitement, but to an extent, because they have seen this grow of this G-scoring company. The moment they have access to the platform and they see how easy it is and the granularity of the data, they get excited. The first thing they do is they become aware of the impact of all the investment they have made, also on the behalf of their clients. The second thing they can do is to share this information with the clients and start engaging with them in meaningful conversation. More and more investors are asking advisors to build sustainable portfolios and to prove to them that they are building a sustainable portfolio. And they don't have enough tools and functionalities out there to answer um, to this uh, new investor demand. Thanks to FISIS, they do. So you mentioned FISIS is a data company. Yes, but we don't stop there. We are a platform that eases the life of financial advisors on their day-to-day they can input any portfolio in the platform, become aware of the impact, provide this disclosure to their clients with a customized report, but they can also have access to tools and functionalities to build a better portfolio, to start from divesting from specific companies and investing in better companies on a sustainability impact term and keep the same investment return risk profile. So we have multiple functionalities on the platform that they can use. But I would say the most exciting things that they get back to us about is how clear it is to measure the impact of an investment and how easy it is to provide this information to their clients. And this helps them not just to engage with their already existing sustainable-minded investor, but to keep having more and more investors that want to invest sustainably and they come to them because they have access to FISIS and they can highly differentiate themselves from everyone else's just building portfolio based on ESG scores. Excellent. And you kind of broke my brain on terms of like how I look at ESG scoring in that it's always been, I always, now that you say it, it's always been a static moment in time. It's always been the what about now or when you look at it as opposed to the net total value or net total impact over time. So that is, that is spectacular. I see performance changes every day, right? Financial performance changes every day and companies, they do are active every day. So do every day they provide uh, new jobs every day. They, they use more water every day. They produce more shoes or iPhone. So why not measure that impact on a daily basis? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, until you, until you hear it, you don't realize, wow, that's the way we should be doing. So well done. Excellent. So talk to me about the actual experience of using it. I sign up for the first time, which I'm probably going to look at in the weekend, but uh, I sign up and I basically go into it. How do I get my data in there? How does, how does this basically interact with my other systems? What's the end report look like? Talk to me about that experience. Absolutely. So the first thing an investor can do is, of course, to sign up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Once you sign up, they can start using a, a functionality that we have called Luca. So they can just type the ticker of the of, of, or an ISIN of any security. It can be a portfolio of funds. It can be a single company. Tell us when they start investing in this company or in this uh, fund and hit on run. At that point, they will start seeing all the financial and sustainable data regarding this investment. We divide the sustainable data under the ESG. So they can see ESG scores that are proprietary to FISIS. They can deep dive into the impact of every investment, how much wind energy was generated by this investment. We're able to tell that. Or they want to probably check, I don't know, information regarding the amount of plastic that was recycled by the company in the portfolio. They can see that. Then they can deep dive into what we call it product analysis. So they want to check if they, the company have invested in, have generated specific financial, specific services or product that help build a better world. They can do that. And I give you the example of Nike and Apple, but we can go with, uh, for example, Boeing, you know, the company that produce aircraft, they have created a new set of airplanes that reduce, that reduce you to emission for about 30% compared to the previous um, model. That's exciting, you know, if we consider how pollutant that specific industry is. So we can help investors get this level of granularity. They can also click on controversy analysis and they can understand if the company in their portfolio have been facing specific controversial activities and if so, which type. Then they, well, this is just the lookup function. Uh, they want to export all of this information. They can do it with an Excel, with a PDF, or mm-hmm. with a customized PDF. So where they write is a financial advisor, they can export all this information with their logo. They can even customize the color of the report and put the specific information they want to share with their clients. They want to build an investment universe of U.S. equity companies that are very well performing, that perform very well towards gender equity. They can do so through using another functionality on the platform that it's called screening. So it's a screening tool that works for funds, for corporates, and work for governative uh, bonds. So let's say they want to build this investment universe only of U.S. equity companies, I mean, U.S. companies that really outperform on gender equity. They can do so easily using our funds, our uh, security screening tool. We also have a robo-advisor that is right now in beta where they can input specific financial goals and sustainable goals, and we provide them a model portfolio that they can follow. So, I mean, you're really trying to kind of give them everything they would need in one package to develop research, report, and even turnkey, like use the model off the start, as a starting point. Makes sense. So I think it's interesting. I mean, you have the robustness of the platform that exists already, but I guess the question for me becomes like, if you're also providing the data, you're also providing data to other systems. So like, I'm curious what you think will be the bigger line of business for you. Will it be that you basically continue to do your thing or will you become a major data provider to some of these other platforms to integrate with? Because I do see that that market will expand, that we'll look to get this kind of information into more of our usual advisory tools. You already integrate through API or widgets to some big, let's say, uh, wealth management platform that offer services to their clients. So we are also open to this to this way of collaborating with other companies. I see that we have a huge opportunity. I didn't mention, but we already have clients in Europe and in the United States. So to be, you know, an early stage of our journey, it's already pretty exciting for a startup to serve both markets. 
And this is happening because the need for sustainable, good sustainable data, detailed sustainable data, and tools that can simplify the life of investors that want to build a sustainable portfolio are increasing. Like the demand is huge and it's coming from investors and it's coming from the regulators. So we, we do see an, an opportunity to keep growing both independently and also through partnership. Fantastic. Yeah. Again, like you kind of broke me in terms of my thinking on how this works. So uh, very, very delightful surprise. So this is all fantastic. So before we wrap up, there's three questions that I always like to ask everybody on a positive note. The first one is, if you had one wish for something you can change in your company or the industry as a whole, what would it be? I always say to my team, we are not just building a product and we are bringing a new perspective into the market when it comes to flip, flipping the script of portfolio narrative. We are bringing a new culture. So I want the financial industry to be way more inclusive, way more open to women and diversity, employees, funders, CEOs. And I really hope that with my company, we're also bringing this new culture, this new need for a change. So probably this is what I, I will say <laughs> to answer your question. Fantastic. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's a larger it's a larger picture answer, that's for sure, of a larger, broader cultural change in the industry. It makes sense. Second question is, what's been the biggest challenge in the company to where it is today? Biggest challenge? Well, so many when you when you start from scratch. So I would say that it really depends on the stage of the company. I can tell you that right now, my biggest challenge is really to make sure that we onboard all the clients that are organically coming to us and keep offering an amazing experience to them. But in the past, I had different challenges. For example, I was a fund manager and I I am a board member. I lecture at different universities. And yet, sometimes when I needed to start talking to VC, it was a little hard to, um, to have a conversation at the same level. So the VC industry, I felt sometimes it, it doesn't fully respect female funders and indeed, only 2% of women get funded, which is a, a crazy, crazy statistic there. But I, again, I will go back and say, it, we need to change the culture in general and uh, fight unconscious bias. I'm a minority because I'm a woman, because I'm an immigrant. And so sometimes this has definitely have been challenging. And I want to say due to unconscious bias that my, my sometimes people have. So, I mean, so much to impact there. It's, it's a well-known problem. Um, this is despite the fact that women-led venture capital funded companies tend to do better than male. Now, I don't think that's inherently because women are spectacularly better than men at, uh, at everything. I just think it's because women have to be that much better to get the funding. So only the best ideas get funded, which is unfortunate. I actually look forward to a day where women and men fail equally in venture capital because <laughs> that should be the objective. The objective is equal success rate, uh, That which means that everybody's got the same opportunity to succeed or fail. So that's my weird spin on it. But anyway, but I hear you. No, it's, it's a common refrain. It's come up many times on this podcast. And frankly, it's completely unnecessary. And I just don't get it sometimes, but it is what it is. The last question I have for you is what excites you the most about what it is you're working on right now and just keeps you getting up out of bed and, and fighting the good fight of the company? See, we build a system that gets smarter every day, just like my team, as we keep continuing to grow. So this is extremely exciting to see that I started this with just an idea, a vision, and now is a fully functioning product and has been appreciated um, you know, from New York to Paris. And um, this is really exciting. Plus that every day when you run a startup, you really never know what is going to happen in the sense that it can be a day where you get a call from a huge prospect that you will never even imagine, you know, will, will know that you exist. And that this is the exciting thing of a startup. Like you really never know 
how far you can make it. And then you, you succeed and like, oh my God, yes, you know, because you believe in it. But then when you actually make it happen, it's, you have this sense of rewarding that it's amazing. Plus you are not alone because I couldn't build this without my amazing team or my advisors or the people that have invested in FISA, you know, believing in what, what we were building. And um, yeah, so the rewarding that you get every day from the surprises that, uh, you know, you might get is uh, it's, it's amazing. And it's definitely worth the, the journey. Yeah, I hear you. The um, I'll say that uh, it's one of those things where as an entrepreneur, sometimes you just got to stop and look back at how far you've come because too often you're just too focused on what's what's over the next horizon. So it's uh, yeah, yeah, it, it can be motivating. So fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Stefania. In particular, I mean, like I said, you kind of broke my understanding of how people should be looking at this thing. And I think, yeah, tracking impact over time just, just a fundamentally makes sense argument. So I look forward to seeing where this goes. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. And that we're just coming back from the FinTech Week in New York where we went, where one of the eight companies selected to present and it was an amazing journey two weeks ago or three weeks ago we were selected by visa in their uh, top five fintech women-led companies and we want the people um the choices so it's uh, it's again it's an exciting journey i don't know where we're gonna go but i hope we're gonna continue on this path so fantastic thank you well keep up the good work so that was today's episode of FinTech Impact. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you are interested in the ESG and SRI space, I, like I said, uh, kind of broke my brand. I think uh, you should take the, if you're, I'm going to take a deep look this weekend and I hope you take a deep look too, because being able to speak to the net impact over time is something that's been just missing from our vocabulary. So take a look at fissusinvestments.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, as always, please review an Apple podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you your podcasts. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.